And welcome to Sullivan Stories with your host, Tom Castle. And our guest this week is Christian Isringhouse. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing really well. How are you? Great, great. Um, where are you right now? Oh, I'm actually in Guadalupe. I'm trying to acquire a uh, sailing vessel. I'm trying to, to buy a boat. It's a, it's a yacht, unfortunately. All my tall ship friends are going to hate me. They all say it's plastic and it sucks, but, uh, you know, I, I, I can't keep up with the maintenance on a wooden vessel. And I want to sail around the world. And in the tropics, wooden boats are uh, not super comfortable, actually. Get pretty hot and, you know, the, the, the pitch melts in the, in the deck seams and all that. And, uh, um, so, yeah, I decided to go with plastic. I'm, uh, uh, yeah, I'm waiting for the survey on this boat to happen in a week and uh if that's good then i'm gonna buy the boat sail around the world what kind of boat is it it's a it's a bavaria it's very standard it's a bavaria 49 yep that's uh that's my plastic boat so sailing around the world is this something you've always wanted to do or is this a new thing yeah well see <laughs> the dennis sullivan was basically like well i was on the Roald amundsen for like two weeks before and then i i loved i loved the the whole thing, the tall ship thing. So I, I, I was like totally new to it. I thought tall ships only existed in pirate movies. I didn't know that existed. So um, I, I sailed with the Roald Amundsen when she was in, in the Great Lakes for the 2010 festivals. And then I got a job on the Dennis Sullivan and I was so hooked. I decided to hitchhike around the world on yachts because on tall ships you can't. And um, ever since then, you know, it, I mean, hitchhiking, you know, you can't just do what you want to do. You can't stop at every place you want to stop. You got to do what the captain wants to do. And sometimes you just sit on like some island in, in, in the middle of the Pacific Ocean and you don't even know whether you're going to get a ride or anything, you know, and you just have to to stay by the dinghy dock and every new arrival you ask, hey, are you going west or uh do you, have a, do you have an open bunk or something like that? Um, I was going with Wynn back then. You probably remember her. Um, yeah. She was Sullivan crew too. So um, yeah, so, so back then I decided that someday I wanted to do it, you know, on my own boat. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, many contracts on the Sullivan later. I am finally getting close to living that dream. That is so cool. So when you started... Um, was that on uh, Roald Amundsen, or do you have other sailing stories before that? No, that was literally the the first time I ever set foot on a sailing vessel. Um, it was uh, the Tall Ship Festival in Duluth. I was living in Minneapolis at the time, and I I just heard that you know there's a Tall Ship uh, festival and that there's a German ship in the fleet, and so I went there. Uh, to see the ships and I thought it was so cool and the Royal they just happened to be short on crew and um, for some reason they didn't I, they didn't think I was being obnoxious with how cool I thought that all was um, they thought it was funny and they thought I was funny and so they said hey why don't you just come sailing with us to Green Bay for two weeks so I did and then uh, after that, I, I met uh, Wynn there. She was like uh, exchange crew from the Sullivan. And um, then right when I left, um, or, or right after I left the, the, the 
uh, Amundsen, Wynn called me and said they were looking for deckhands. I should call Tiff. So I did. And Tiff gave me a job. And, and years later, um, she, I was like, yeah, I, I had no idea what I was doing back then. You know, I, I was, I'd, I had only sailed on the Royal Amundsen for two weeks. I had no idea. And thank you, Tiff, for giving me the job. And she's like, you never told me that I, <laughs> I had no um, experience. So that was that was kind of funny. That's how I got to the Sullivan, and uh, yeah, <laughs> that's incredible. So, are are you from? Where are you from originally? From Germany. Uh, I uh, I moved to the U.S. in two thousand eight. I guess I moved there for a girl, but that never worked out. We broke up shortly after I moved there, and then uh, typical I sailor story. To stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I wasn't even a sailor back then. Ah, um, you were. You yeah. just didn't know it. Probably yes, yes, yes. It's uh, it's funny. Back in Germany, before I moved, I had a an office job. I was a, an advertising creative, and I can't even believe anymore that I ever worked in an office. I haven't worked in an office since. <laughs> I know the feeling definitely. Yeah. So, so so from Germany to Duluth, how did that happen? Well, yeah, I was living in Minneapolis, and. Um, the you know Duluth isn't that far, and I oh. I was just I was just a member of this uh, of this email group um, or kind of meetup group. I don't think meetup existed yet, but it was kind of like that. Um, it was called the German Speakers of Minnesota. I was a member, and I got an email that you know that, that Roald Amundsen, a German ship, is coming to to Duluth. So you know it's only a three hour drive. So I went. It's the weirdest things, right? You can't make that up. Um, I, I got a couple of stock questions, which I kind of ask everybody. And uh, sure, yeah. one of them is, what do you wish you knew that you know now? What do you wish you knew when you started out? <laughs> oh, well, basically everything, you know, because it would have it would have saved me the trouble of, of uh, having to learn everything, I guess. Um I I could have started, you know, I, I wouldn't have had to to go as a as a deckhand as like the low. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's a good experience too. Um, what do I wish I had known back then? Uh, other than that, um, well, people oh, said I don't know. stuff like, you know, I wish I had, um, I wish I had more patience. I wish I had asked more questions. Um, you know, things like that. Yeah, I was I was asking questions. All right. Um, I don't. I I wish I'd I wish I'd known more um more how cool the other vessels are. I would have I would have I, I regret a little bit not never having sailed on um Pride and never having worked on, on Lynx. I um not properly. I did a crew exchange for one two hour sail once um yeah. on Lynx. So, you know, Pride and Lynx and Niagara and all that. Um I just uh, oh I've done a Creek Exchange sale on Niagara too, but but yeah, uh, I I wish I I'd, I'd, I'd known about all these other cool vessels and um, maybe I would have done a little more of that before before starting to hitchhike around the world, um, or after I guess well after we came back when started her master's um, and doctorate program so I was um you know didn't really want to go out to sea for that much longer so i've just been doing uh 
just been doing freelance rigging jobs since then. Um, ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I regret I regret not not sailing on more of the beautiful American vessels. I'm back in Germany now, or I mean, I'm I'm in good loop now, but I live in Germany now, and there are not that many beautiful replicas. I guess we just don't have have enough lumber in Europe. Um, most of the tall ships here are just you know old hulls that used to have a different function um and they have a sailing rig put onto them but they're not beautiful wooden vessels there's barely any in in, in germany wow. so what resources helped you start out um books or um films or different mentors you might have had along the way yeah i learned i learned from from many people along the way um um, the, the thing is, um, that the one thing that I learned pretty, pretty early on is that you always have to be open for, for, uh, everything and listen to everything. And there is many rights, you know, many r correct ways to do things. Um, and, um, that, that's, that's one of the things. So I, I was always super uh, curious and and listening to to everyone um everyone's ideas or how they are doing things um and um yeah and then i, I was also reading a bunch um the what is it called seamanship in the age of sail is one of was one of my favorite books back then yeah ah. how about mentors that you've had along the way on different ships or or ashore or ashore um there is um well, on ships, there's definitely Tiff. Obviously, I learned a bunch from from Jimmy McManus too. He's doing Burning Man now, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, um, um, also learned. I also learned from Johnny. Um, you know, or or we also learned from each other, I guess. Um, he was. Uh, we. I, I knew him before he came to the Sullivan. We sailed on the Lady Washington together in 2011, I think. Um, so, but both of us were pretty new um, back then. Um, so we go back quite a way. Um, but yeah, I've definitely learned a lot from him too. Um, then later on... Um, Oh, I don't know. You know, you just uh, pretty much everyone. Also, sometimes, you know, you learn from people just you don't tell them that, but they show you how they do something and you learn how not to do it, you know. So, I mean, you learn pretty much from everyone. You learn, you just pick up um, a lot of things. I, I learned from, from Shiny, for example. I learned... How to do things and i learned how to not to do things i learned a lot from nate raymarks um definitely um and i did uh I'm, I'm fairly short so i did a bunch of bilge crawling for him and um so i learned a lot about rewiring and replumbing a boat mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, what do you think was your biggest failure and what did you learn from it Oh, my biggest failure. Oh, man. Well, uh, I, I get I, I don't know. But I once and this this is something that 
I, I had already sailed like many times on the Sullivan work, many contracts. I was, I was a pretty experienced. I was, I think I was third mate at the time. So that, that was a, a mistake that I really shouldn't have made, but um, we were, we're dropping Hetzel's and um, I cast, uh, we were, we were dropping the, the standing jib and I cast the, the stasel halyard, um, which means, you know, this stasel oh. halyard has a, has a club foot. And yeah. um, so the, the club came down and if someone had been standing right under there, there were people up front. So it was just lucky that no one was standing right under there. I would have like very severely hurt someone. That was the worst thing I've ever done, I think, on a tall ship. Maybe. I hope. Yeah, yeah I had yeah. somebody on another boat once. Um, uh, I said to ease the, I think it was like to ease the peak on the main or something. And they just like let it fly through their hands. And it's just gaff jaws um, came off the mast. I mean, it was just, you know, wow. crazy. And it's, and I just remember the look on his face and thinking, and he told me later, it's like, oh, I get it. And it was, <laughs> uh, I've had a couple of those myself for sure. I think everybody does for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are That's... there any tall ship myths you'd like to debunk? Ah, uh, tall ship myths. Um, <laughs> why, didn't you, why didn't you send me these questions before? <laughs> um, tall ship myths. Um, Most of us, you know, whatever comes to mind first, you know, people are saying, it's... you know, like the... You know, it's hard to get on a tall ship or uh, or the or the pirate. Oh, I mean, that or... that definitely that definitely. Um, yeah. I, yeah. They are not pirate ships. The tall ships are not pirate ships. That's a myth that. Well, I don't know if anybody actually believes in that. Um, oh, oh, big ball fenders are not bobbers to keep the boat afloat when it's at anchor. That's what. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's what a father once during deck tours. I was I was up front, and um, this this uh, kid points at the fenders under the monkey deck, and um, the uh, and says, "What are those?" And the father, you know, instead of asking me or anything, you know, and with but with, with so much confidence in his voice, he goes, uh, "Those are bobbers. They keep the boat afloat when." Uh, it's at anchor and i'm like well yeah because otherwise boats always sink once they're not moving anymore or you know i uh so that's so that's a myth i want to point out that it's a myth that ball fenders are bobbers um what <laughs> what else that's fantastic. um <laughs> it's, it's the funniest things that that people just say with confidence instead of you know, just 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 because they don't want to admit to to kids that they don't know, and they just make up an answer. Uh, I was doing I was doing um, day sales on uh, windy in Chicago, and I had uh -huh. a woman come down one time, and she said, "This boat is on a track underwater, right?" <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "I said I don't mean to be impolite, but how could you possibly come up with that?" And she said, "Well, I work at this office building." downtown and i've been watching you guys for the last few days and you leave the dock and you go back and forth zigzag 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 back to the dock again and it's always the same and i'm like 
Well, what happened was there was a big, a big north wind coming out, and there were like you know six foot seas outside the break wall. So we would leave the dock. It happened for like three days in a row, and we, if you were watching yeah. it from up above, that's exactly what it looked like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just you know she just happened to be watching on those days because you don't really do the same sail that often, but. We certainly did for those two or three really, really windy days. That's funny. Uh, there's, yeah, there's, there's, a, <laughs> I, I, I got a, a similar story of, uh, that also involves um, Johnny Slanga. Um, that <laughs> that kind of debunks a myth. Um, the, the myth that we're all just uh, pirate actors. Um, so back in the day, I think that changed. On the Lady Washington, we had to wear uh, period clothes of the, you know, the, the 1700s. We called them funnies. Yep. And uh, we had a, yeah, we had a day sale and um, the, uh, we came back and then we were doing maintenance work. And so Johnny puts on his harness and he dangles under the bowsprit somewhere, somewhere in a head rig. And it's just uh, rust busting, you know, he has a chipping hammer and um, hammers away at, at some fittings there, or whatever it was. And um, this this lady watches him for a little bit. And then she she goes to to win, who is at the ramp, who was also on the Lady Washington at the time. And um, she says, is he actually working or is it all just part of the pretense? <laughs> And then, so, so want to want to debunk the myth that that tall ship sailors are just a bunch of you know lazy hippies pretending, or just pirate actors. We actually work, yes, and it's fairly hard work, as you know. Oh man, I think one of my favorite questions I got a long time, for many many times, was, "Do you really go out there?" Yeah, and I. I can't, it happened, especially in Chicago. It was one of those things where, because we had a lot of, you know, passengers. And um, I was like, what do, you, what do you mean? Like, do you really go out there? You really sail? And then they would try to, uh, they tried to make the case that the, you were always, you always had the engine on. So you were cheating or something. So, yeah. yeah so one time I actually put, uh, I made a, a note in my logbook, or basically I just, you know, I checked off every time I motor sailed and it was mm -hmm. maybe 5% of the time, if that 10% max. Yeah. And I was kind of surprised myself because, but um, yeah, I always think it's like, Oh, there's gotta be something going on behind the, you know, behind the curtain or something. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's so funny how people just can't, can't get it in their heads that this is real. This is yeah. But, but, you know, same for me. When I first saw the Roald Amundsen or the other ships at that festival, that was a good day. Uh, the the Bounty was there back then and Niagara and yeah. uh, who else? Uh, not Sir Landed, but I think some some Scandinavian square rigger or something. I don't remember. Uh, there were all these cool ships and I was like, oh, I don't I thought these only exist in pirate movies. I never knew. Uh, That's magic. real. Oh, speaking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, speaking of tall ships, I thought I saw a picture of uh, Peking on your social media. Have you seen her since she's been? Yeah, back in yeah, that's that's actually that was the reason I moved back to Germany. Um, I was uh, on my winter travels. Uh, I, I don't like winters, so I usually backpacked in warmer 
regions and I was in the Philippines when um, when the the lead rigger uh, for Peking uh, emailed me. Uh, I had met him before in Indonesia once for for a, a little rigging job on Bimasuchi. And uh, yeah, he, he emailed me asking whether I had time to to join the, the rigging crew um, on Peking. And I was like, well, I'm in the Philippines. Like when? And he's like, like now. And uh, so I aborted my travels and flew back to Germany. Um, and yeah, that's actually that. And then worked on 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 Peking and and helped finish finish her. And um, that's actually also why or how I moved back to Germany was because. Um, then I mean I, I did like working with the German crew again. Um, that was fun, and then also the pandemic started, and the you know the U.S. administration at the time was not really managing it so well. Oh, so I figured I'd be safer in Germany, and uh, I just stayed there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Peking was obviously a, a fun job. That's oh, a that's a cool ship. I've only been, you know, a boarder as a tourist in in South Street, but yeah, I I would love to see what she looks like now. That's going to be insanely. Oh yeah, it's night and day. Um, in in New York, I mean, she was basically sinking at the dock. Right. Um, they couldn't even tow her across back to Germany. They um had to put her in a in a you know a heavy lift ship, like a a dry dock ship basically, um to to get her over the ocean across the ocean. And um, now she is in like uh, an incredible shape. She the, the rig is uh, the best rig I've ever helped build, and this is just a museum vessel. You know, this is not even a sailing vessel. Um, so, but but she would the you know just rig wise, she would absolutely be able to to uh, sail. Yeah, it's beautiful. And also the woodwork, the shipyard did an incredible job with all the the woodwork, with the the decks and and you know the the old card house and um or a chart house, sorry. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. Fantastic. What are the plans for her? Is she going to be? Is she going to be in the water or? Uh... She she is in the water. Um, and she's been for I mean she's been in the water for a while now, but uh, she's been in back in Hamburg for over a year. Um, the refit was in in northern Germany, um, north of Hamburg, um, tiny little place, but a really nice small little shipyard. Um, really nice people, and um, uh, but she's been back in Hamburg for almost a year and a half now, and. Um, Due to the pandemic and other issues, she hasn't really been open to tourists yet, unfortunately, uh, to visitors. Okay, and so she's, um, she's going to be a in-water uh, museum ship then. Yeah, just a museum vessel. She's going to stay there. The 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 you know the the rudder is welded fast, so she can't move anymore really. Um, and she doesn't have sails either. You know, she has all the rigging except for sails and buntlands, I guess. Yeah. Wow. What advice do you have for people interested in sailing, um, whether it's professionally or just as a volunteer? Just do it. I mean, that's, that, yeah. I mean, really, um, just, just, there is so many ways. I mean, on tall ships, tall ships are the best way to learn, I think. 
Um, you learn, you know, if you know the traditional ways, then it's really easy to um, adapt them, adopt them. I don't know. I'm, I'm losing my English. Uh, to 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 yachts, you know, um, it's really easy to to get on a yacht if you've learned on a tall ship. The other way around, it's not quite as easy. Um, um, the tall ships, that's all the old technology. Um, that's a that's a good way. Uh, all all the seamanship, you know, it's it's really you learn a lot. Um, so that's definitely the better place to start, and um, it's really most of the tall ships are in dire need of help. Um, oftentimes, it's an, an easy way to get in is to volunteer to help with um, winter maintenance. Um, there's always crew needed for winter maintenance. And uh, if you offer help there, then, uh, you know, uh, usually they will show some gratitude and, and, and allow you to come sailing the, the next uh, sailing season. Um, and, uh, yeah, that that's a... That's a good thing to do. Just volunteer for maintenance. Yep. What do you think the word shipmate means to you? Oh, shipmate. That's, well, one of the things that's more important than the self. Um, shipmate means a hell of a lot. And um, it's always people that you get along with really well. You know, not all of them are going to be your best friends. But all of them you get along with. I don't think I remember anyone I really did not get along with because you have to. Otherwise, it's not going to work. You know, you sleep in in a compartment in the forecastle or whatever ship you're on, whatever it's called. In a compartment, there's like whatever eight people or more uh, in the same compartment and very little room. And you have to be considerate and you have to get along with your shipmates. And um, that is that is. Very important, and it teaches you a lot. It teaches you a lot about being considerate and all that. Shipmates are the best, are the absolute best. The other thing is that, um, you know, like I said, you, you don't have to be best friends with everyone, but m usually you are because you're just together in very close quarters for, for a long time, um, confined together. You, you talk, you, you go, you know, you, you have watch together or something like that. So, so you just have all this time to talk and you become close friends pretty swiftly. Yeah, for sure. Just off the top of your head, what's your favorite Sullivan story, whether you were in it or not? Um, <laughs> my favorite, favorite Sullivan story, uh, ah. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. Uh, it's a longish story, but it's it's good. I think I like it. It was uh, it was the what was it? 2013 season. We were in shipyard in Manitowoc, and then we after that we still had to get the mainmast. No, it was pulled before. We just had to get a new mainmast, and we couldn't get a date for the crane. And I think like on Wednesday of this week uh whatever week in april uh we finally got our main mess stepped um so we had the four and the mizzen topmasts housed already but we couldn't pull them up really and um no rigging on the main yet and on on friday of the same week was our first sale with kids with students 
So we had Whoa. Wednesday and Thursday to step the mainmast, to house the, the, the main topmast, to dress everything, and then, you know, to hoist all three topmasts. Then to rig the booms and gaffs, I think we also hadn't had time to do that yet. Well, on the main, obviously, we couldn't, but four and mizzen, we had. So all three booms, all three gaffs, and then we bent on sails, all four headsails and all four, uh, three gaffs. Um, we bent on nice. the sails. Um, we worked until, I don't know, 11 p.m. every day, um, worked in the dark with work lights and all that. To, have, to be able to sail on Friday. And then we had like gale force winds in our face the entire, the entire trip to, to uh, Port Washington. Um, and once we got there, we were supposed to have, you know, the rest of the day off and sailors that we are, we were already basically off to the bar uh, when, when Tiff said, wait, what day is it today? And, um, uh, you know, someone says it's, it's Friday and she's like, oh, we have to go back to, to, to Milwaukee. We're all like, why? Why does that make a difference? She's like, because it's a Friday. You know, you, you can't start a voyage on a Friday. If we stay overnight, then it's a voyage. If we go back today, then it's just a day trip. Um, you, you can't start a voyage. She's a little superstitious. You know? so, so we're all like gotta be kidding me but then all right we had the wind in our face the entire way up to to port washington so at least it'll be very nice crew only sailing you know back to milwaukee and so we get the boat ready to to go back and the moment we cast our docklands the wind just dies down completely and we don't have you know we don't have a breath of wind the entire way back to milwaukee we just have to motor and um yeah, that was that was those three days. That was great. Also, on the way up, uh, when we were just motoring into the gale, um, there was I think you know the students didn't quite enjoy it. I think more than half of them were puking. So that was oh, great. Oh yep. god, <laughs> I love that it. Was good times. <clears throat> oh man. Well, I gotta tell you, I really would like to catch up uh, on more stories and and follow this up and maybe follow you around the world somehow that would be kind of fun um best of luck with all of that stuff yes thanks man yeah, thank you yeah. so much for being on sullivan stories and if you're a past or current professional crew member and like to be on the podcast or just have a story you'd like to share write me at tom at tomcastle.com that's t-o-m at t-o-m-k-a-s-t-l-e.com Thank you so much, man, and, and bon voyage. Thank you. Yeah, to you too. Good luck with your podcast. Sounds great. 